0: Are you stressed out? And once you learn how stress affects your body, you can better understand the signs in your own life. Whether you know it or not, though, stress could be the reason why you're having trouble sleeping or even feeling combative with the people around you. What's up, Collective? Hope you guys had an awesome weekend holiday weekend, long weekend whatever you want to call it I definitely did I didn't really not work (laughs) but that's okay because when you love what you do you don't work a day in your life right Um, and I don't see it that way like working on the weekends for me is it's up to me so if I actually do work on the weekends it's because I want to there is that However, I did have some stressors <laughs> the last few weeks, um, mostly about money, like who doesn't? Um, but I thought it was important that, you know, I bring this up again. I know that I've brought up stress before on this podcast, but I feel like it just needs to be talked about as many times, as many episodes as possible, because it is it is a real thing that people suffer with, okay, it's something that we suffer with, and it's something that we try to combat every single day, you know, we we teeter-totter on the edge of getting stressed out at least once a day, right, which is really sad, most of us do, some of you out there are freaks, and (laughs) you don't ever feel stressed, and I don't, I mean, of course, I believe it's a whole mind over matter thing, obviously, but with, you know, not being able to control other people and things that are happening in the world. Ooh, it's its kind of tough to make it mind over matter every single time or every si- single situation. So I want to just remind you guys of the real <clears throat> risk factors with letting stress take over um, and the signs that you'll see on your physical body. Um, absolutely, there's a whole mental aspect of it for sure, which I'll get into in my own opinion, but I really want to focus on kind of like the breakdown system by system in the physical body of how stress can affect you, because I think that if we hear it enough times, we we tend to want to do something about it, right? Because for some reason, going through it doesn't necessarily help us to change it but listening to ways that it affects you kind of puts that trigger in your mind to actually take action on it, right? So, you know, you have this never-ending long to-do list. You have household chores. You have, you know, modern life stuff that comes up. And some stresses can be actually good stresses, you know? Um, But this is going to be more towards the the not so good stresses, you know, because when you are run down, you, you have a hard time even enjoying moments that you should actually be enjoying in your life, you know, and you're not alone. That's something that I think a lot of us need to hear all the time. And at this point where you're at in human history, you should definitely understand that most of the stuff that you're going through negatively, you're not alone in doing so. Uh, But, you know, feeling stressed from time to time is absolutely normal because, especially because of the world we live in, especially if you live in countries that are always at war, or if you live in America where, you know, you can't even afford to buy groceries, like it is, it can be very stressful. Um, but if you feel like it's affecting your physical health, your mental, your mental fitness and ability to function, it may be a sign that stress is becoming you know your overall day that is what happens every single day that you are focusing on the negative you're focusing on things that you're lacking you're focusing on things that have gone wrong you're just stressing right stress could be the reason why you're feeling more socially anxious also you could experience um, frequent nausea or snapping at people for no reason now, this is all. This can be isolated too, um, because I hear you know people. And obviously, if you're in a relationship, um, you know you're living with someone. You're going to not agree on everything in every single day. So again, don't don't generalize stress. Um, you know that it's, if it's a problem, it's a problem, right? And that's really why I wanted to do this episode because I feel like. Sometimes stress can become chronic and it is not normal. And it can really, really, it can age you pretty quickly. So, you know, we don't want that. (laughs) We don't want that. So what is stress though, right? What is it if we can define it, it? Is an intimate or an innate, excuse me, not intimate. Could be intimate, I guess. Psychological response to challenges or threats, which evolve from the fight or flight response. This response helps your body decide... When faced with a stressor, you, you should fight it, the cause. You should fight the cause, or you should run to protect yourself. The body is in a constant search of homeostasis, right? Which is the body's natural state of balance. When a stressful situation, though, interrupts your body's process, your mind wants to find balance again, right? And it's pretty cool that we default to that. It really is. Because if we didn't, we'd probably we probably wouldn't be able to overcome stress honestly so be very happy your body's designed like that and I want I keep saying I'm gonna do this I want to designate a whole episode to the human body because I studied it I studied anatomy anatomy (laughs) anatomy for a long time for almost three years and I'm telling you guys it's fascinating there were things that I learned about muscle tissues and nerve endings and reflexology, like all kinds of stuff. And I got to examine a cadaver, um, which was really disgusting, but very fascinating. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Throughout your life, though, you may experience it, you may experience three different types of stress. Okay, there's acute stress. It's so a stressful event, situation, or challenge. Like preparing for an exam or something, you know, feeling nervous about a life event, um, usually trigger acute stress. It's It creates short-term mental and physical stress symptoms, okay? But then there's chronic stress, and that usually appears long-term. It's frequent worrying about finances or work or etc. Insert your worry. And then there's you, you stress. okay? This positive type of stress motivates or encourages you to take risks and leave your comfort zone. So... I'll put it as an example for me. I um, was going through some health stuff and it, my stressing about my health encouraged me to go the next level, right? And that's what I, that's absolutely what I did. And it, it took only a short amount of time for that to leave not only my brain, but my physical body, the effects that that stress had on me from stressing about my health it did motivate me to do something about it. So good stress and bad stress have, have different effects on the body compared to de-stress. U-stress is more like temporary nervousness, nervousness that, intense, that intense anxiety that it can push to put an extra effort towards a reward for high stakes presentation or maybe even earning, earning a promotion. Negative stress is more uncomfortable though and can affect you day to day your day to day life and it can become very consistent. Um, which then I think people start to worry about their anxiety levels and then they want to go see a doctor and then the doctor puts them on a prescription drug. And I'm not saying that that's not going to help you completely, but I'm very much against chemicals in that way. I don't feel like the human, it's not natural to the human body we already have chemicals in our brain that we can release whenever we want if we know how that can battle all of these challenges that we have so my first initial instinct is not to go towards the unnatural route okay i would like to like i said the human body is so fascinating we have all the tools we need within us to get over this kind of stuff so you know so, um, too much de-stress pushes your body out of its natural homeostasis, t- hom- and leads to long-term impacts on your health, like muscle tension, respiratory problems, and high blood pressure. Understanding how it affects your body and mind is the first step in managing this. So, let's talk about what happens to the body when you're stressed. The first response to stress It's a part of your brain that processes emotions and memories, okay? When it recognizes a threat, it sends out a distress signal to your hypothymatus. I'm always saying this word wrong, so just bear with me. Your brain's command center. The hypothymatus communicates with the rest of the body through your automatic nervous system, which uses hormones to tell you to fight or flee. During this process, though, your body quickly releases stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which might cause muscle tension, chest pain, and increase heart rate. And this is something I go through quite often um, because I have heart disease, which I have completely got under control and have also healed my heart. Not completely, obviously, because it's not reversible as of now technology, but the things that I have been doing and not just following doctor's orders but listening to my body has actually shown that it has made the hole smaller in my heart. Because I have a very, I had a very small hole to begin with. But any kind of hole in your heart is not great. Um, but I've even made it smaller with the things that I'm doing and I will talk about that um, eventually on this podcast. Because I know there's other people out there that are dealing with heart disease Um mine, I have uh, my chaval prolapse. It's just a regular heartbeat and a, I don't know what the medical diagnosis for the hole in my heart is, but you know, it's what it is. I know when I tell people about it though, it's so funny because they're like, oh my God, it sounds like a sad like love story or something. And now it's, it's nothing to do with love. <laughs> I was actually born with it. So So when you experience acute stress, your hypothymatis tells your body when you're back to safety and your hormone levels fall back to normal. But when you experience chronic stress, your body stays alert over a longer period of time. And over time, the long-term effects of stress on the body create various health problems. Long-term effects of stress on the body affect more than just the mind. According to, Amer- to the American Psychology Association, stress influences the body's major systems like respiratory, cardiovascular, and the nervous system. So we're going to go down through the ser- to the systems um, and what stress can do to these. So your musculoskeletal system. As you stress, as your, as your, as your stress levels grow, your mus- your muscles tense, which can cause migraines and shoulder or neck pain. Now, how many of you experience frequent migraines, frequent neck pain, frequent shoulder pain. A lot of times people go straight to the chiropractor, right? They go straight to the ibuprofen. And I always say this, migraines, headaches, most muscle and joint pain are are alerts to you. Any kind of pain is an alert to you. It's the way that the brain triggers you to fix something within the body. Something is not performing correctly something is not working right so it's the pain in your body that you feel is a way for your body to alert you that something is wrong right it's like when your stomach rumbles and you feel hungry right it's your body's way of telling you you need to eat so it's the same thing with stress chronic muscle tension and uh, elevated cortisol levels can cause catabolism okay or canto I don't know, whatever the word is. It's a breakdown of complex molecules in the in a living organism that form simpler ones, okay? Together with the release of energy energy destructive metabolism, okay. And it can cause premature aging and breakdown of muscle tissue, which causes long term muscular skeletal conditions and chronic pain disorders. So working in a physical th- therapy. For a long time I came across a lot of people had chronic neck pain chronic chronic joint pain and a lot of times these were diagnosed as autoimmune disorders um, such as rheumatoid arthritis but sometimes they were caused solely by stress so when I would you know when I would like review a patient's notes or, you know, have a consultation with them. The first thing I would ask them is about their lifestyle. What are they doing daily? What, you know, where do they work? How many children they have? Things like that. Without getting too personal, obviously. But if they tell me they've got all this stress, and a lot of times when you ask people about their daily routine and you're some form of a doctor or something, they will share with you the stress associated with it. So right then and there, that's where I start, and that's where the treatment kind of falls into place. So next is your respiratory system. Shortness of breath or rapid breathing in a common physical, is a common physical symptom of stress, and the discomfort can cause asthma and panic attacks. Yes. See, people often think that stress cannot cause diseases. It absolutely can, and that is why stress is called a killer, because it can over time it can over time it can break down the body and it becomes chronic when you focus on it too um, it, it's almost as if people look for things to stress them out it's crazy if your stress response is chronic it can also deplete your immune system's ability to protect itself from illnesses like the flu so you know when we were having the the C word, the pandemic, excuse me, it was a respiratory infection, right? A respiratory virus. And a lot of people that got sick, including myself, um, I know for a fact had a lot of stress in their daily life before getting COVID. And... One of the things that I think healed me and my son even quicker is that I kept us very calm. I tr- I tried at first, it you know it, it was it was a practice, <laughs> but keeping us calm. We were doing a lot of breathing exercises, even though we would cough afterwards. We still were doing a lot of breathing exercises. We had humidifiers in the house. We were trying to breathe in as much clean air as we possibly could too, and not wearing a damn mask. Um, Unless we absolutely have to, which still, masks are, masks do not help. It says it on the package that you should not wear it longer than an hour. Some say 30 minutes. So I don't, I don't even know where the shit that started, but whatever. Um, It definitely doesn't do anything good for your respiratory system because you're also breathing in the chemicals from the mask, too. People don't think about that. And you're not. Able to take in as much much oxygen as you would without the mask because it is covering both the places on your face that take in oxygen. <laughs> so, um, don't get me started on that though. So, but if you're stressed out, you your breathing is erratic. Whether you know it or not, your breathing is erratic. People who are chronically stressed or just stressed in general tend to hold their breath a lot. They tend to keep their tongue at the roof of their mouth and. So when you have a mask covering your face you're, and you're stressed, remember, your breathing is erratic anyway, so you're taking in even less air, which is going to it's going to damage the brain, also because that's how the brain functions, taking in oxygen. And it's, it's going to make you panic. It's going to make you stress more. So be very mindful of the things that you're doing, okay? And be very mindful of the things that you're doing based out of fear, because that's also stress. It's like stress's ugly cousin. Okay, so next, your endocrine system. The endocrine system is a network of glands that release hormones, including the hypothymatic pituitary adrenal axis, which reacts to the stress responses. Overstimulation of the HPA axis can overwork adrenal glands and cause hypersecretion of cortisol. Very, very scary, guys. It's I don't know why people do not take it more serious. And I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm very guilty of this. When I was younger, I did not take stress seriously. And it's because I was raised by it almost. My father was very stressed out all the time. He didn't talk about it all the time, but I could feel it from him. Which is why you guys have to really be careful how you are around young children. They can feel your energy. Um, and I, you know, it sounds woo-woo, but it's really not. I knew when my father was in a bad mood, and he wasn't in. An, he wasn't like that. Like he didn't complain all the time. He wasn't like that, like verbally, but I could feel it from him. I just knew that he was stressed out. Okay, and I grew up thinking that that is normal, and that you just deal with it, right? You don't. Well, you don't even deal with it. You're just numbing it somehow by vegging out in front of a TV or whatever um but that you actually should try to deal with it you should actually try to relieve it as much as you can which is why I started doing yoga when I was 18 so the cardiovascular system during the stress response your body pumps adrenaline into your bloodstream so that it spreads throughout your body this makes your heart and other vital organs go on high alert higher heart rate and blood pressure increase and muscle and muscles tense. Adrenaline also promotes the release of blood sugar and fats that fill you with energy. When adrenaline, when adrenaline surges through your body too often though, it can damage your blood vessels and arteries, which creates high blood pressure and puts you at risk of heart attack and stroke. So that's why smoking, especially smokers, 9 times out of 10, if you know a smoker, you know this, they are stressful people. They have chronic stress. And it's because, you know, the nicotine does release cortisol in the brain also. And it gives you a sense of relaxing. Um, but it also dumps a lot of adrenaline Um It also raises your blood pressure. It also makes your heart beat faster and work harder. So when your body does that, when your heart beats faster and harder, your flight or fright response, your stress levels, you know, your body starts to freak out and it starts to go to stress. But then, you know, it's like when you're working on a treadmill. It's funny, I had this happen to me yesterday on the treadmill. Um I upped the the speed so I was I think I was like at 6.8 I mean I was booking it I was going really fast on the treadmill and I do these short sprints and then I do fast walking and then I do short sprints and then I do fast walking and then I do jogging and then I do I do a moderate pace walking to kind of slow my uh, heart rate down and and the workout. But when I was doing the sprinting, I was going into a stress. Like I was, I could feel it coming on. Um, and it made my breath, it made it to where I couldn't breathe as well. So I just relaxed. I tried to relax as quickly as I could. Um, and it, basically what I did was I just told my brain that I was okay. It was the second time that I did the sprint in the workout And I just kept saying, it's okay, it's okay, breathe, you know, just breathe. And I actually closed my mouth and started to breathe through my nose. Which, I don't advise this if you are out of shape or if you're overweight. Because your oxygen, or or your oxygen, your body is working overtime for you to breathe as it is. And you need to get in better shape to be able to breathe like that through your nose. Because you will, you could get very dizzy. So just be very careful with stuff like that. I've been doing yoga and uh, pranayama breathing for for almost my whole life so I'm very educated um, and experienced in changing my breath rapidly like that to where I don't get dizzy or or pass out even but I have seen people do that. So your, gastro, your gastrointestinal system. Stress impacts the function, functionality of the vagus nerve, which connects your body's major organs to your gastro, gastrointestinal and your immune system. When it's functioning normally, it helps limit inflammation and, reg, and regulate hunger and digestion. But chronic stress on the vagus nervous can cause chronic digestive problems like irritable bowel syndrome, and stress can also lead to constipation and nausea. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, A lot of these symptoms people go through almost daily. And they contribute it to a multitude of things. When really at the end of the day it could just be stress. And eliminating things that stress you out throughout the day. You will notice a lot of these symptoms will be eliminated too. And I know all you coffee drinkers out there including myself. You're going to hate me saying this. But caffeine, especially too much caffeine can shock the body into a stress response because of how much caffeine you are putting into the body remember oh man i've got to do a whole video about your brain i'm just like i'm just geeking out on this your brain has all these things right that the chemicals that we need cortisol all that stuff um but when we have too much of something and it's it's being released throughout our brain, it can shock our body, which can ultimately shock all of our organs. All of our systems are working properly and we need certain things in order to keep them going like water and protein and things like that. But when we go overboard with sugars, with caffeine, with with sodium, they can put the body into shock. So... I've actually been thinking a lot about um, looking into getting certified as a nutritionist just because I feel like I've always struggled with food and I've always struggled with nutrition. and I know so many people that do. and you know they they either jump on the next fad diet or you know they cut out something completely. And nine times out of ten, you don't need to cut out anything completely. You just need to either eat different forms of something like a different kind of sugar refined sugar or you know lowering your sodium to intake or, or actually increasing your sodium intake some people don't get enough salt into their diet um, which also can have bad effects so so I always talk about balance on this podcast because if you're not balanced you're going to it's, think about a teeter-totter you know you're gonna go down if you're doing things that are not you know, they're not meant to be in the body or you're going overboard, right? You're going to go up. You're not going to be balanced on there. So things are going to feel off. <clears throat> I hope that made sense because it, it after I said it, it didn't sound right to me. But you know what I mean? All right, your nervous system, when your body experiences chronic stress. Excuse me. Sorry, I got distracted. On my phone. When your body experiences chronic stress, your nervous system tries to adapt to the constant need to return to homostasis, but... The more stress relief your nervous system has to provide, the less effective it becomes, which can lead to anxiety, depression, and we all know what those are. Um, we've all experienced some form of, of depression. We've all experienced some form of anxiety and it's when we let the things get out of hand. And it's us. Uh, we are in control of this, okay? No matter how chronic it is, no matter how stressed out you are, no matter how high anxiety you label yourself or you've self-diagnosed or a doctor's diagnose, or, you know, you're on antidepressants, whatever. We are in control. We're always in control. And when we aren't in control, when we feel like we're not in control, we go to flight, right we just want to run away we want we to stop it right now and that's something little side note I don't understand why we are like this and I'm like this too I'm a human we're all like this um we go straight to negative we always go straight to negative I was actually having a conversation with my girlfriend and she, we were talking about um her going on a date and she was like well, what if insert the negative thing right insert the negative worry And I said, don't do that. You know, why? And then I said, well, why can't we ever say, well, what if it goes amazing and I'm so happy and we really like (laughs) it? Like we don't, we don't ever do that as a species. We, at our brains, we have, we have controlled them to think that our default setting is what if insert the negative thing that happens, insert the fear, right? Insert the worry, insert the bad time that I'm going to (laughs) have, (laughs) Do <laughs> we always do that? And you know, so that's why people go around saying stress is normal. It 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 is because we've made it normal. It shouldn't be normal. It should be abnormal. We should go around in life, and you know, we meet somebody randomly, and this rare occurrence happens where they say you're, they're stressed, and they're, and you're like, oh my god, what happened? You must be, you know, you must have lost a loved one or your job or something. No, I just, you know, had some things happen. I dropped a, I dropped a a can of pasta sauce or something. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's a horrible example, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like nothing can stress us out. It it could be the littlest, littlest, tiniest thing and it can stress us out. So, your reproductive system. When you're stressed, the brain pumps the body with cortisol to fill the body with energy. Excessive cortisol impacts testosterone production, which can result in, decl- in declines in sex drive and sperm qual- quality. Increased cortisol can also cause irregular or absent menstru- menstruation, painful periods, and difficulty in conception, pregnancy, and postpartum transition. So, that's something interesting. I um, I mean, I was pregnant almost 16 years ago. So, I mean, it was quite a long time ago. Um, and I had, re- you know, like every pregnant woman does. I read a lot of books um, about pregnancy and all that. But I read a lot of books about postpartum. Because it was something that I was kind of concerned about. Because I didn't want to go through it. And if I did go through it, I wanted to be able to... Not let it be projected onto the people around me or my kid, um, because that does happen. Um, and it and you might not think that you're doing it, but it does happen. And I did experience some of it, but having the yogi background that I did because remember guys, when I was eighteen, I felt very out of control in my mind. I felt very frustrated all the time and angry all the time, and I needed some way to change what i was going through because it was causing me to stress out all the time and i thought i'm too young to feel like this. And that's the thing is from a very early age for me i always wanted to find a way to balance what was going on with me not cure it because 9 times out of 10 you're not going to be able to cure it completely but just deal with it. I always say that on this podcast. And so having that yogi background and remembering to breathe right honestly it it sounds so simple but it really helped me go through my postpartum depression that I was going through and I was in a very very stressful situation I was living with in-laws me and my son's father were not getting along at all it was just a very stressful time and I would Excuse myself from the room, and I would just breathe, whether that was in a bathroom or a closet or wherever. I would just breathe, and then I would do it with my newborn. I would do it with my son, and I'd lay him up against my chest, and I would just breathe with him. And I would notice that our our breaths would they would match each other. His his heartbeat would match me. It was so beautiful It was a beautiful moment too to experience. So, um, any of you new moms out there, please try this. Okay. So now we're going to talk very quickly about the effects that stress can have on your mind. Okay. And I've kind of already (laughs) told you guys throughout this episode, kind of where I'm at with this, but these are just five that are pretty notable. And the first one is poor memory. Um... Many people can experience memory lapses after traumatic or stressful events. Chronic stress can cause the brain to decrease memory function, making you forget or e- be easily distracted. And, hi, you know, hands up. How many of you are experiencing stuff like this? I'm telling you. You're, when I'm reading all this, I could just hear people saying, wow, this is all caused by stress. I'm having a lot of these symptoms, and I am stressed out all the time. Right? Number two is exhaustion and mental fatigue. The extra work your body does when it's stressed can leave you feeling physically and mentally exhausted. yeah it's um why people are yawning at two o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Lessened focus. Stress decreases activity in the parts of the brain that control cognition and attention, making it harder to stay focused. Likewise, mental fatigue makes it difficult to give your emotions the attention they need and practice self-awareness. Focusing too much on anything, guys. It will put you in a stressful mental state. Because... Because even if it's, even if you think it's a positive thing that you're focused on, when you're hyper focused on anything for too long, for too many days, right? For too many hours, you are going to go into a stressor. It is going to become a stressor. Trust and believe. I promise you it will. Emotional overwhelmed. A cluttered mind can make you stress. Can you make your stress feel worse? Your everyday routine might suddenly feel unmanageable or even confusing and you may feel increasingly indecisive. I mean, I think to some people making a decision, being decisive is just stressful enough in itself. I know speaking in a zodiac way, I know people don't like when I do this. But speaking from the zodiac signs, a Libra, a sun sign Libra they're the worst at making decisions and I know because I'm raising one and it takes him like 30 minutes to decide whether what cup he wants to drink out of so it can become very stressed and then on top of that if you you know push someone who is slow to make a decision that can stress them out too so, you know, it's not necessarily that we all need to change. We all need to, you know, like be who the other person wants us to be. Because at the end of the day, we do need to compromise with each other. But if it is cluttering the mind and it is making you overly stressed or even giving you chronic stress, that may be something you need to look at. You know, maybe making decisions um, a little quicker in your life. So that way you can move on from it. Because the longer you take to make a decision can also stress you out, right? When I just said, when you hyper-focus on something, it can lead to stress. So hypersensitivity is the last one. Number five, when your brain responds to stress, you become hyper-aware of your stressors. Exactly. The hypersensitivity could make you overly defensive or misinterpret situations that don't pose a real threat. Again, hands up. How many of you have been experiencing that or have experienced that? Okay, so now here are six effects of stress on your behavior. So your eating habits, right? We talked about this. Being stressed can affect your eating habits and cause both overeating and undereating. I've experienced both of these. Personal relationships. The emotional toll on of stress can make you express anger and hostility towards your friends, loved ones, and even strangers substance use chronic stress is a risk factor for substance abuse and it can be a barrier to recovery for, from an addiction so yeah i mean cuz we as humans we even though we default to negative we don't want to stay negative we don't want to f- stay in the pain we want to fix it right away which a lot of times we go for what we think is the easy fix right we take the advil for the headache we drink a glass of wine or we get drunk because we don't want to feel our emotions so, I mean again, guys, it's balance. Social anxiety, stress can make you withdraw from social situations and feel more socially and feel more social anxiety, anxiety than usual. You know, especially if you already have social challenges, you know, where you are maybe on the autism spectrum, or you know whatever it is I know that one of the things that my son goes to this really great place where uh, other kids on the spectrum go in his age group and they really help him with his social challenges like going up to someone and introducing himself which can sound like wow you can't do that but for some people it really is a struggle and he has found a way and I have found a place for him to go where he gets help with that so again dealing with it right in a healthy way Physical activity. Being stressed could impede on, on your motivation to exercise, even though exercise is good for your mental health, right? It can keep you from going. I love Joe Rogan. He used to always say, um, you know, I don't fight or I don't negotiate with my inner bitch. I just do it, right? Exactly. I love the way he puts that. And then lastly, sleep. Along with physical exhaustion, stress can lead to poor sleep health, poor sleep health and insomnia. I mean, we all know this. When we got a big presentation the next day or a date, first date or, or whatever, we can stress out the night before and it can cause us to have sleep deprivation. And you know, then the next day, your body is not functioning on all cylinders and you feel really crappy. You could even have headaches. And you, that's just not what you want to go through. Again, which is why meditation is so important. So lastly, I'm going to go over the effects that stress can have on your emotions, okay? Which we kind of talked about already, but depression is living with depression affects your stress levels and vice versa. Stress events like the loss of a loved one or being let go of work can stimulate, stimulate excuse me, the onset of depression, right? Anxiety. Anxiety and stress, stress have overlapping causes and symptoms. Feeling anxious heightens your sensitivity to stressors. It creates unmanageable worry and decreases your ability to deal with the stress. Loneliness. Stress can cause you to self-isolate or detach from social situations. And over time, social isolation and loneliness can harm your self-esteem and cause depression. Guys, I have to, especially parents of young kids, you have to watch this, okay? I've seen this in real time, in real life with my child, okay? He... He does feed off of me I'm the person he's around the most and if I am feeling any kind of self-isolation and then we go out into the world and I feel any anxiety holy crap he feels it too and it will keep him from enjoying himself from having a good time from having a good experience so please be aware of how you are acting in front of your children okay because if you're not going to deal with your stress for yourself do it for your children And lastly, irritability. Overproduction of stress hormones can make you irritable, hostile, and even moody. And lastly, I keep saying lastly, but finally, I'm going to tell you guys some ways to combat stress. For me, the way that I combat stress is Muay Thai kickboxing and yoga mostly. So mine is very physical, but that is what my personality wants. That's what I am drawn to, if you will, not everybody is going to love that idea or want to do that. So some things that you can do are getting healthy rest and getting yourself on a routine sleep schedule. I know some of us think that it's impossible to do, but it's really not. After so long, your body will get into that rhythm, right? That, um, to where you can, right? It will just make you feel tired at that same time every day, but people don't stick with things long enough to get there. And practicing exercise. You can try swimming. You can try running, right? I always will advise you guys or suggest you guys to try yoga. Eating a healthy diet full of nutrients. Um, Learn mindful eating and drink lots and lots of water. Staying hydrated is so important for the human body. Explore self- Reflection techniques, right? Biofeedback therapy to uncover your stress triggers. Yeah, that's, I mean, the the number one way to deal with something is that you actually admit that you're going through it. So if you're not even admitting that you're going through stuff and you're telling everyone you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, and you think you're going to fake it till you make it, I promise you that it's not going to work. And it's definitely not going to work long term. Use deep breathing exercises and guided imagery to calm yourself down. I have opened my calendar up to teaching meditation again, and I'm doing it on a private scale. I may do some group courses, um, but I'm just now getting back into teaching Muay Thai again. So I'm not, I'm not trying to overwhelm my body and my mind and bring on more stressors for me. But I believe now more than ever, um, and next year I do believe it's going to be very, important for us to incorporate some kind of meditation in our life and not think of it as woo-woo or girly or a waste of time and to understand that there's all kinds of meditation techniques that you can do that don't involve sitting on a yoga mat and lotus pose you know saying om okay there are other different forms of meditation one that I always talk about on here that I very much teach and love teaching is called active meditation. So you can look that up if you want. I do have other episodes that explain that in more detail. Lastly, practice mindfulness when you're feeling stressed to clear your mind. So for me, mindfulness would be being grateful, right? Also, mindfulness is just focusing on your breath. That's what what meditation is too. Um, But... Literally, and I mean literally, within seconds, you will have a change in the way that you're thinking and your body, the way that it feels, just by focusing on your breath. So, literally, right now, I just want you guys to take an inhale and exhale. Okay, we're going to do it one more time inhale and exhale. If you did not change at all in that instance, I would be damn near. I would be surprised because I promise you, you did. And I don't know why we do not remember this. We've been, now it's talked about all the time, right? It's like a trend to meditate, which I'm not, I'm not, you know, angry about, but it's not a trend. It is something that we should feel is a necessity for our daily life just like food, just like water, just like breathing, right? Breathing. <laughs> breathing is essential for our daily life and yet we don't think about it until we go to a yoga class. So, we need to just understand that these things that we take for granted and we lose, you know, like think about it. When you have an injury, right? Say cuz I had I had a lot of sports injuries when I was younger, I really messed up my knee um, playing soccer and basketball and I was out of commission for a while and it sucks when you can't bend your knee and it's something that you're just able to do unconsciously and you just do it every day and then when you can't, all of your focus goes to that, right? But we only wait until we can't use something or we can't do something to focus on it, to deal with it, right? To heal it. And that's just—it's our—it's our natural way that we do things as humans. I wish that we could rewire that, which is my whole point of doing this podcast. But it's going to take time, you know. But I will tell you guys, since I have been doing this podcast, I have definitely rewired my thinking, and it has shown up for me in my physical body. It has shown up for me in relationships. It has shown up with for me as a mom, as a as a girlfriend as a friend whatever it has shown up for me in so many beneficial ways and it's not even just benefiting me it's benefiting the other people around me so i hope that this helped um i hope that it made sense because i know i can kind of get all over the place but when i'm passionate about something i talk really fast <laughs> And I want to get in much as much information as I possibly can. So let me know if this has helped. And until next time, guys, I'm sending you so much love.